Ahem, harumph. Hello. Hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 54 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. I'm Jake Johansson. That's right, you guessed. And I've been uh, very busy the past couple of days uh, preparing for my appearance at the Montreal Just for Laughs Just Pour Rire Comedy Festival in Montreal, Canada, which is a whole other country. I'm going to be taking my passport and uh, looking forward to having it checked and peering into the eyes of a Canadian who's trying to decide if I'm trying to enter his country to do good or evil. And uh, the answer is I'm there to do good. I'm I'm there to spread happiness at the uh, Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. I know some people have bought some tickets, so I'm looking forward to seeing them there. And I have been uh, get, getting ready. I've gotten ready. And I've uh, transcribed my remarks and submitted them to the attorneys, the necessary attorneys. And uh, so I'll see you there in Canada. Where else will I see you? Well, in August, uh, from the 8th to the 10th of August, that's 8, 9, 10, three days, I'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana at Morty's Comedy Club. And also one of those mornings, I will be uh, appearing on the uh, Bob and Tom show, or the Tom and Bob show. I wonder if Bob and Tom get tired of always having their names in that order, and Tom doesn't really wish someday that he would be on the Tom and Bob show. But I'm going to be on the Bob and Tom show in Indianapolis and appearing at Morty's August 8th through 10th. August 28th through September 1st, I'll be in Washington, D.C. at the Improv on Connecticut Avenue. I love that place, and I love you for showing up at that place that I love. So let's have some fun in Washington, D.C., August 28th to September 1st at D.C. Improv. Uh, in September, I'll be up in Seattle at Laughs Comedy Spot. In October, I'll be in Minneapolis at Acme Comedy, Comedy Company. Uh, November... I'll be in Denver at the Comedy Works in Lodo, November 7th through 9th, so come out to that. Chicago, I'm going to be at the Zanies uh, in Chicago. All this stuff is on my website, jakethis.com. I'm coming back to the Fort Lauderdale Improv November, and in December, I'm taping a new comedy special, December 5 through 8. I'm not going to tape all of those nights, but I'm going to be doing the same show that I'm going to be taping one of those nights, December 5 through 8, in Cleveland, a place as magical as Cleveland, Ohio, Hilarity's Comedy Club in Side of Pickwick and Frolic. So if you live in Cleveland or near Cleveland, or if you've always wanted to visit Cleveland, what better time could you choose than when I will be there taping my new special December 5 through 8 at uh, Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. Again, if you if you failed to write all this down or you, you want to correct some of the spelling, you can check my website, checkthis.com, and that will give you all the information you need to uh, attend those shows and, in fact, purchase tickets en avance as they say in Montreal, uh, because they speak French up there. But I won't be speaking French, except with the possible exception of a few little tidbits, <laughs> just to take the piss, as they say in New Zealand. Just to, I'm only going to be speaking French as a joke, because that is my French is uh, can be considered a joke. It's a joke to me. Not that the French language is a joke. Oh, no. It's a real language that real people speak to each other when they're ordering breakfast and making love. Those, those are the two main things that I do uh, with my talking, aside from my show, is I order breakfast and I make love by talking. Sometimes sometimes it is only talking, and believe me, it can take a while. It can take a while to make love only by talking. If you've, if you've never tried it, um, you really want to set yourself the better part of the afternoon aside uh, to take a shot at that. Um, so this is a this is a good week. I have a couple of uh, little facts here that I've collected from my little magazine. A, a newly translated Coptic text 
which I'm not even sure what that means, but it's a Coptic text. It's the, it's the cops. I guess this is a diagram. No, it's not. It's some ancient text alleged that Judas's kiss may have been necessitate, necessitated, may have been necessitated. Oh, how, how are the French going to feel about that? <sighs> A newly translated Coptic text alleged Judas's kiss may have been necessitated by Jesus's ability to shapeshift. I friggin' dare you to say that in one go correctly. A newly translated Coptic text alleged Judas's kiss to have been necessitated by Jesus's ability to shapeshift. Five times fast. I don't think you can do it. But, uh, yeah, Coptic text alleged that Judas, uh, Judas had to kiss Jesus so they'd be able to recognize him because Jesus was a shapeshifter. Uh, they don't explain why Judas could uh, know what Jesus looked like in his many shapes. And uh, to get to the bottom of that is certainly going to require some Googling. I've just kind of gotten uh, settled into the excitement <laughs> that I experienced from being able to read that correctly after a couple of tries. Anyway, that does uh, bring up a lot of questions about the uh, the old Bible. If Jesus was a shapeshifter, who's who and what's what? And how do you know? How do you know who's who and what's what? How do you know that? I don't know. I've had a lot of hairstyles. It hasn't been easy to keep track of me overall. It's not. And it's not been hard for me to keep track of myself because I always wake up and inside of this um, head and peer out through these eyeballs. But what I see in the mirror is looked differently from year to year. Who's not a shapeshifter? Nigel's not a shapeshifter, or maybe he is. How do I know that I haven't been talking to this same guy over and over with a different face for all these years? It could be. Um, anyway, Nigel is here this week. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to have a conversation in a minute. I'm going to turn this over to that, you over to us. Um, it's still going to be the same me the whole time. And then after that, my friend John Heffron stopped by. John Heffron, who you may know from Last Comic Standing or many other uh, appearances on your on your television. He's probably he could he's possibly on your television right now. Certainly, he's on your internet, and you can check him out at johnheffron.com. If you want to know who he is before you listen to him talk, uh, unless you do know who he is. Anyway, it's John Heffron, J-O-H-N-H-E-F-F-R-O-N.com, johnheffron.com. He's my guest uh, later after I talk to Nigel. So it's a big episode. I know you've got your work cut out for you. I don't know. I, you didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. You signed up for this. You, you downloaded it. And this is all happening because you wanted it to happen. That's why I'm here. Think of me as, uh, as your little helper. I'm helping you to do whatever it is that you're doing right now, and, I, and I'm imagining you doing it, and I'm uh, hoping that you're successful in whatever endeavor you're on. And as always, if you're on the treadmill, crank it up. Here we go. Not yet. Oh. Okay. Now? Now it's on. It's on now? Now it's on. Uh, so, technical problems. We don't know if we're on or we're off. The pressure's What's happening? Up, the pressure's off us this week, Nige, because uh, John Heffron is stopping by. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, so you got somebody better. Well, nice. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. I'm being replaced by national headlining superstar John Heffron. He just is on a break from national health, health headlining superstardom. You know, he's great though. I like him. He's he fine. is great, and uh, I've known him for a while. Uh, I met him in Tampa, Florida, where he was the feature act. That's how long ago that was, and uh, we had a great time that week. We were staying in a hotel that was so far away from the club that they had to pick us up and then drive us like forty minutes to oh. the club. 
was ridiculous. It's a dream come true. And uh, and he met his wife on that gig. Really? Yeah, he met oh, his wow. wife. So uh, I met anyway. him. I met him one time at like a NACA conference thing. I feel like when I was doing some NACAs and. He was a nice guy. He is a very nice guy. Yeah. Anyway, he's stopping by. But I thought okay. before he... You can talk about how nice he is and, and do some funny stuff. He's not as nice as you are, Nigel. Well, I think we all know that to be true. <laughs> is he a medical doctor? Of prescriptions? <laughs> no. Exactly. So let's hope nothing happens while he's here medically. Well, you were just asking me a question prior to me turning on the podcast I machine. Was. The the giant machine once we fired it up and yeah. uh, don't get your fingers too close to well, it. I'm glad this thing is vented to the outdoors. Yeah, because uh, man, the, the the fuel that this thing kicks off. The fumes from one of the early podcasting machines <laughs> were so toxic. You can still see a little. The walls are a little blackened in here mm-hmm. from the early yeah. one. I can't get paint to stick in here. No, no, you got to scrub it down somehow. But before we fired up the machine, you were asking me a question if I knew something about some panel of judge, a a a secret panel of judges. Yeah, the people were talking about, I caught like a little bit of it. Is this for show business? Show business judges? (laughs) No, it's it's like the, the government has this secret panel of judges that's been changing some of the laws. This is part of the whole conspiracy thing that's been coming out with what's his face. What's his face is not good enough. The guy that... uh, Snowden? Yes. Okay, I got that one right. Yeah. Um, So you don't know anything about that? I don't know anything about the secret panel of justices, but this is how the podcast works. You tell me what you think is going on, (laughs) and then we'll talk about that. (laughs) Well, it's something like, so you think you can dance, I think. Uh But only with uh, laws and funds. And, you know, important things that happen in the What nation. are the judges doing? I don't know. I just caught the tag end of it. On something the, naughty. On the, yeah, Otherwise, something bad. these guys would be blowing the whistle on them. Yeah, he blew the whistle on these guys. And it's like, these guys are, you know, mucking around with the Constitution or laws or whatever. That it's like a secret thing. But I, but I didn't... All I caught was the graphic of, 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 like, this lineup of guys that were just black outlines of guys. You know, like, uh-huh. protection guys. It was... And, and then basically what I just said now, what I caught about... It was sort of the, the tag. End of like what's going to happen with this secret? The secret lineup of judge justices, judges that is decided. that are changing that are that are changing the government in we're ways, doing something behind ways. the scenes that we're not seeing. Well, there's in terms of policy and things it's like obvious that. to me that people are doing something behind the scenes at all times. Well, yeah, right? I thought that was already happening. Like I sort of thought, yeah, right. I mean, they're not telling us what they're doing. I just assume that we're too stupid to understand it. Yeah, I feel like the government is probably out there trying to make things better in ways that we can't even understand until finally we receive in the mail a box of free candy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of feel like I don't want to know any of it anyway. Because and then when it does come out, then I'm I'm just irritated by it, and I go, yeah. man, I wish I didn't know that. Why do they have to keep? Why don't you just surprise me with the secret police, like always? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't... God. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, really, I mean... Yeah, there's all kinds of bad... The government's doing all kinds of silly, tricky, behind-the-scenes things. We're always talking about how these other countries, like, oh, man, these governments are controlling the people, and the people are oppressed, and, and it's like, well, the same thing's happening here. We're, we're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. Well, I think that... Uh, right? Kind of? We're doing some naughty stuff now here in America, but it's I think that... Like, 
the bad news and the good news are sort of the same thing, which is, you know, all these people who think that the government is incompetent, you know, uh, are probably right. The government is incompetent to a great degree. I would like them to be in charge of health care because the people who are in charge of health care now are incompetent. I'm trying to yeah. deal with my insurance company. I can't get that to work right. So I feel like at least if we get the government involved, we'll have some person who has to answer oh. to helping us. Oh, that's right. You're wrong. Yeah. Well, oh, you're Canadian, man. so you know all about having the government involved and how well, terrible no, it is. No, but they, it's good there, but that's because that's the way they've always done it. Oh, you it's think it'll be bad been. here because we don't always, we haven't always yeah, done it that way. Yeah, because it's too late. You've already got private business running it, and so now it's just going to be the government and the private business in bed together, I think, a little bit. Like, I saw, I saw a breakdown of what... Somebody like me, if I got, because uh, it's going to be mandatory, right? They, 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 were, I don't or, think or anybody maybe. really knows what it's really yeah, going to be. Knows. This is the other thing. I don't know and what the law says we have to do, and, I, and these, so the insurance company is going to be trying to fool us. The doctors are going to be trying to fool the insurance companies. The, you yeah. know, the bottom line is <laughs> everybody wants money, and they want to do the least amount of work to get that money. Yeah. I mean, that's one true thing that we know about the world. Well, one of the things I read about it was, like, if they do this thing, that everybody has to have it. Like, you sort of have to pay into it. And the thing that I read, which could have just been made up, who knows, because it could have been coming from the people that don't want this thing to go through to try and convince everybody that it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Or it could have been the legitimate fact of the people that are trying to push it through. I don't know. Mm -hmm. This I can't tell you, America. But what I can't, or yeah. whoever's listening. Basically, I, we've hit the wall again. <laughs> but it, it does kind of make sense that because you've already got, a, a, you know, a, uh, a business, a giant business machine that's running healthcare, so they're just like, look, okay, we'll jump on board with it. We'll just, you know, make everybody pay now instead of having, so then, you know, they're still going to get the money. We're going to get screwed. I got to believe that. I got to believe that we're going like, to get screwed somehow. I just but feel like you can't. but we're already getting screwed. I, There's I that thought I turned the off the phone. No, you never do. We always wait till we get one phone now. I, I think I. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh. Well, Somebody. I don't know. I'm doing. Yeah, I know you. If you want some dried <laughs> fruit and nut medley, Somebody's I've got, got some a of that. Bag of fruit and nut mix in the office. <laughs> yeah, well, you saw that because we went to Costco together the I other know, day. But it's, you've already been into it, and it's. Oh yeah, I've been into it. What yeah, do you think? Yeah. I bring stuff home from Costco and just look at it for a few days. <laughs> I cut it right open and ate some right as soon as I. I got sometimes home. try and see if I can hold out for a little bit, but I didn't. I'm already probably halfway through that bag. Yeah, I love the dried fruit and nut medley. Yeah, um, and so that's one of the ways I'm staving off the doctor bills. I'm already on Obamacare. That's my version of Obamacare. Is that uh, fruit and nut medley? You that gotta I eat more, uh, <laughs> more, more dried raisins. Yeah, I'm on it, doctor. I'm on it, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, I'm doing it. This is win-win. This, this is, is the best news I've heard. It's a coincidence. We're in a high-five situation. You're prescribing dried raisins, and I'm already eating them. I got oh. a bag of them right here. <laughs> Guys, probably have a few in my pocket. Anyway, so. I don't know uh, if the government is spying on us or if they're going to do a good job with anything that they're doing. But if you got to be if you believe that they're incompetent, then you've got to believe they're going to be incompetent when they try and spy on us. And the downside of that is we're probably all going to be they're going to put the wrong people in jail. But the upside of that is we'll be in jail where it's safe. 
Oh, I don't know. You see any of those prison shows? <laughs> no. Yeah. It doesn't look that I, safe. It doesn't anymore. look good. No, uh, for we're just like trying to. Else. We're just trying to stay on the I outside. I don't have a single tattoo. I don't have a single I can't tattoo. Go in there. But you can get tattoos in prison. In there, but it's too late. You can't start once you're in because they already see you coming in as the. Plane I'm not guy. going I'm plane for guy. tough guy. I'm going for grizzled old guy in prison. Like I'm too. Nobody yeah. wants to have sex with me in prison. I'm in my prime. Yeah, you're still very I'm attractive, looking, Nigel. Looking, I just got a haircut. I can't go to prison. <laughs> you're in, you're in trouble if you go to prison yeah. now after this haircut. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying anything about your haircut, no, I except know. that you look good I've, and young. I'm, you look a little younger. Yeah, man. Everybody looks younger when they get a, their when haircut their a little shorter, short. right? Yeah. Or is it just different? It's just because you look a little different, mm-hmm. and your brain just thinks, "Oh, you look different," and it just goes to younger. Now, yeah, it's hard to, as soon it's hard as Clooney got that older. Julius Caesar haircut like 10 years ago. He looked older? And it made him look younger. Oh, he looked younger. I was like, yeah. Does anybody like, get a haircut that makes him look older? Long hair. I feel like pe- if, when you get but past... That's not a haircut. You can't get your haircut long. You can't walk in and say, hey, cut this real long. No. I'm tired of having this... Well uh, said. You got a mind like a steel <laughs> trap, don't you, Nigel? <laughs> I'm tired of this buzz cut. Cut it long. <laughs> cut it long. I want to walk out here with some flowing locks. What you're asking for, sir, <laughs> is a wig. <laughs> you you don't get what hey, you want at a I don't want to get it. I don't want to get into a big bunch of legal jargon here. Just do it. <laughs> Make it happen. I've got money. <laughs> I'm here. What I'm about all t- this hair on the floor? <laughs> what about all this I, hair? Don't make me tell you how to do your job. You're the professional. I'm just the guy with a wallet. I'm at the barber shop and I want some barbering. <laughs> Work your damn magic. Now cut it long, like I told you. <laughs> Real long, longer. Uh, <laughs> I want people to ask if I'm a man or a woman. That's how long I want my hair. I want to look real ladylike. If I'm not walking out of here with a ponytail, <laughs> you're not getting a tip. Yeah. Uh, I posted a video one time. Of, I wonder what I did with that. If it's on YouTube, I got the worst haircut ever, and I posted it on. I remember seeing that video. It's still it's out there. That's how the internet works. I mean, we could search for it it's right now. It's probably there somewhere, but I literally got a bowl cut. I walked out with a bowl cut. And people are probably searching for it right now. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey internet. Go out, and go out there and look for it. Nigel's haircut video. I used to have it on my website. I'll get a link back up again. I'll put it back up there. Well, it must be on YouTube. I don't think I put it on YouTube. I think I had it on my website, and then, I don't know, maybe it is on YouTube. Well, I if think it's it, on YouTube. It's not on my page. But then YouTube changed their thing, so my old page became a different page, and then I lost some of my videos for some reason. I don't know what happened there. YouTube got bought by Google, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and everything changed over, and then it gave me a new profile, and then my old profile was like a different, I couldn't get into my old profile no more. This is the problem, is everybody's everybody. buying everybody else. I got Audible, yeah. I'm buying audiobooks at Audible. They're not a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> They're not, but you're talking about But I'm buying audiobooks at Audible. I got a subscription. Um, and I really like Audible. But uh, they just got bought by one of them, and uh, then... They want you to sign in under... They got bought by Amazon, I think. And then so you want me to sign in under your Amazon account, but then your Amazon, you can't link them together. You can't link your Amazon and your... They, they, it's like I kind of keep logging in under the old thing. They haven't figured out how to completely integrate themselves. Uh, and at first there was a little... I had to call up a customer helper. 
Really? And it uh, it was okay. You meet a lot of nice people on the customer helper line, don't you? Don't you find people yeah, they just very people helpful. who are wise <laughs> and informed, yeah, and helpful and happy with their Super lives. Super helpful and happy. Yeah. Yeah. People that definitely know more than you do about mm-hmm. the situation. Yeah. Yeah. It must be the worst being one of those people though just dealing with problems all because the only reason why somebody's calling you is because they got a beef yeah something's going wrong yeah i mean you're not calling the helpline just to chat yeah they're calling they're not calling to say hey i just want to say thanks a lot everything's great yeah whereas i feel like you know in in other jobs a lot of times things do go great it goes pretty smooth the odd time you get somebody who's not that happy but that job it's all the time somebody's not very happy what do you think would be an example of a great because customer service is a low your customer helpline well i guess if you're in a technical thing you might have to pay people because to who understand what problems you could be having what do you think is a similarly paid job that it, where you do get to deal with happy people what's a job where you get to deal with happy people all the time drug dealer Right? Mm, no. <laughs> no. Have you seen the Miss Dr. Do you, Green down here? They're they're so happy. Well, that, I wouldn't come. I mean, that that's not a drug dealer. That's a dispensary. It's a pot dispensary. That's you think dispensary. that's a happy place to work? I a think pot they dispensary. All seem pretty happy. Do you think they're high at the pot dispensary? Oh, for sure. Almost for sure. Right. Jake, you can't touch that stuff without getting high. Do you know how drugs work? Just being around them makes makes I you do. all crazy. Well, you're the doctor of medical prescriptions. Well, that's, and also, that if the government tells you that if you touch marijuana cigarettes, you will get high. They can make you high from touching them. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, doctor. <laughs> For stopping by, What's my, what, what, what am I going to be charged today for this visit, and what would my bill be in the future under Obamacare? How much money do you have in your pocket right now? <laughs> that's never good. It's this never good a, when that's one of the questions about what do I owe you? How yeah. much have you got? How much you got? You know how to play rock paper scissors? <laughs> you got a quarter? I'll flip you. <laughs> I'll flip you. Um. Yeah, what would be the, ha- like, where are you dealing with the happiest people? That's a tough one. Somewhere where you're giving stuff away for free. Even mm-hmm. then, I bet people are not that happy. They're coming in and getting stuff for free, and they're probably irritated that they're not getting the... Yeah, I think people are just... <laughs> I, I Everyone's bet, just miserable. I bet if you got a job where you're giving things away for free, people are mad because... You didn't give me as much for free as you gave the last guy. It's not fair. You're not being fair. You're not giving things away for free in a fair <laughs> manner. See, and that's the problem with socialized medicine <laughs> is people are like, I didn't get enough medicine. No, they get enough. Well, it's also not free. You still have to pay. Right. That's the other thing. You're paying in your taxes, right? You pay yeah, you're paying through it, but then you also pay a premium like you would here, like insurance. It comes every, I think, quarterly. Oh, you do? Yeah, in Canada, yeah, you, you yeah. have to pay for your health care? Yeah, you get a statement quarterly, but it's not that much. I mean, it's pretty cheap. $10,000? No, I think, well, like, well, when I... <sighs> that would be a lot, nice. When, I was, I, when I was going to university, I used to get it. Uh, and there's a certain point where you can stay on your parents. You know, when you're a kid, you're already, like, as a family, you're under a whole plan. And then once you move out and go to school, then you're on your own. And as a student, I think I was paying 100 It was, like, four or 500 bucks a year for mm-hmm. my insurance. 
as a student, and you probably got and then I think once every couple of years. Yeah, and then once you're an adult, I think it probably goes up a bit after that. If you have a family, then it goes up. You know, you sort of pays, but it's not a lot. It's right. compared comparatively to here, it's not a lot, and that 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 covers you for whatever. Here's what I'm doing. I'm doing a corporate gig next week for a company called Trinet uh-huh. that uh, does. Um, they 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 are. Uh, an employee online they help you your company deals with them to help uh you know they pay do your payroll they can do your taxes they can do your um health care benefits administration and they're all worried about obamacare and they're going to be discussing it and so i'm going to find out about obamacare and i'm going to come back and i'm going to tell you what they said what they what they think it's going to be meanwhile you got to wear a wire when you go to that thing I think I can just talk. No, to just put, and take a camera and put a secret camera in your hat. I don't think they care. Wear if I, this hat with a camera. It's in a, it. I. It's okay for me to yeah, listen to what they. they, want, <laughs> they you got to get them on record. You're right. I got to spy on them. Yeah. Okay. Look, the government's spying on you right now. You spy back on them. Are they? Maybe. I've been trying to get people to know. listen to the podcast. Hello, government. <laughs> Is anybody listening? Hello, government. I wish I had a sponsor. Please come out and see my show at the D.C. Improv. That's where you are. I know where you are, government. You're in Washington, D.C. <laughs> government sponsor shows? That would be great. This is brought to you by the National Security Council. Well, they always complain. <laughs> the, the, the Republicans like to complain about... Uh, the government sponsoring national public radio, but I don't, I don't think that they sponsor a large percent. It's less than half of the budget. Way yeah, less. Way yeah, less. Yeah, a lot less. Because I think that's mostly donations, right? It it's, is a lot of donations. Private funding. That's another thing you could be happy about, listener. I'm not hitting you up for money. Yeah. I don't need. I don't. I don't need your money unless you come to the comedy club. Although, if you send, could in, I please have some money? Although, if you do start sending in money, who's to say you might not get a free T-shirt? Depends on how much you sent. We, we should have a tier system of sponsorship. You uh, you sponsor... Uh, Why don't you just cut me out of the middle of this night? Yeah, I'm cutting just, you out. Here's look, something I'm working you on. You can just get some DVDs and CDs of me right on the website. <laughs> I don't send them to you. They send them to you. But that's how you do it. It's an economic... You're actually buying the CDs. But yeah, if you want to think wife. about it as, you give me some money and I might give you a CD, I'm telling you, wink, wink, you'll actually get the CD. You just order it off the website. Right? I don't like that system. I like it better. You know when PBS, they have their big the telethon, and they're like, if you yeah. pledge so much money, you get this duffel bag. Ooh, yeah, they're selling bag. the most expensive duffel bag yeah. ever. $50 for a tote bag? Well, but you're It's never a duffel bag. That. It's a tote bag. Well, I'm not good with the, the bag terminology. Mm-hmm. But uh, Even though you are a doctor of medical <laughs> prescriptions. Well, yeah, I'm not a doctor of luggage. Right. You know, that was a whole nother three months. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have time for no, that. No, I got no time for that. I don't want to specialize in that anyways. Ridiculous. Well, like I said, I'm, yeah, I know. We've got we've got, we've got a lot of fans out There's there in the Internet. Sending stuff in. Zombie geek booze. Those are the, the little... The little refrigerator word alphabet things to help us out with our themes of our show. Booze, zombies, and geeks, techno geeks. Anyway, um, why don't we go get some coffee and let John Heffron bring this thing home? Okay, really? Yeah, we could just unload it on him. Yeah, I actually have to talk to him during that, but it'll be fine. It's already happened. It's over. It's in the past. John, you better be hilarious. This is almost impossible to talk. Don't build it up too much, because remember, I've already had this conversation. (laughs) No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think you're going to like it. Listeners, here you go.
There we go. John Heffron! That was the sound of I-5, everybody. <laughs> John Heffron, high five. Oh, you got the on it kettlebell. I went for it. Joe Rogan spoke to me in my headphones. <laughs> I mean, I realized, that's when I realized I'm being hypnotized by podcasts. You know, you listen to some of these podcasts and you're, and you're kind of giving them permission to tell you things. Right. And some of the things they tell you are, hey, check this out or buy that. You know, I was already a customer of Audible way before I started listening to podcasts. Yeah. But so then I had been thinking about doing some kettlebell workouts, so then I decided to start doing some kettlebell workouts. And then he's, he's Joe Rogan's always talking about on it, so I go to the website, and it's got this little monkey kettlebell thing. I do that. I do the alpha brain and then the, the other the stuff that's on there. That's the thing with comics in podcasts is, listen, I, I, I think... At the end of the day, most comics are whorish in the sense of, you know, making a buck as a comic is always a hustle. You're always you're always hustling. Right. No it, matter what level of comic you're at, you're still hustling for another week's work. Hey, minimum, minimum, you're going on the radio to try and get people to come to your show. It's every, you know? yeah, everything's a hustle. So, when you hear comics podcasts, if they have sponsors or stuff... Like, I, I, and I listen to a lot of guys' podcasts, I buy into whatever they're talking about, still knowing that it's all a hustle. Do you know what I mean? You can't help it. Like, I if mean, a podcaster that's... came on and goes, hey, you know, it's we're, we have memberships to this group. Listen, the group is just a bunch of men that get together. They're all of one race, um, <laughs> and they all have similar outlooks. But it's only $25 if you put in, you know, <laughs> you know, the code word Joe Hansen. Then you go, well, I'll check it out. <laughs> like, I love without... how you, uh, you made me the head of the Nazi party <laughs> yeah, right there. Well, I left it in uh, ambiguously or whatever. Yeah. could be any group. No, my group is not open to just men yeah. or any certain race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're very... I'm wide open. I'm so, wide open, and I don't have a code name or a thing. In fact, you've already joined. If you're listening to this, <laughs> yes, you're, in. you're already you're in. You're in. You're in. You're in. And there's a 100% discount on the podcast this week. It's free. Right. So do you do, do, you do the kettlebell? I do the kettlebell workout. I got that one just because I thought it was cool with the monkey face yeah. on it from onit.com. Why not give Joe Rogan a little <laughs> advertising? You can sign up as an affiliate with Onnit. Can I? Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe I should. You, I, you know a lot of things. That's the thing. That's what the I, thing. There's no... Uh, most websites, What what what... Whatever it is, you can just sign up as an affiliate, and then that could be your sponsor if, if people go, you know? It, that's always weird with podcasts, though, but then you're then you're just pushing stuff. It's a, it's a weird, yeah, and it's I a whole wanna, weird thing. You want it to be organic. I don't want to be pushing. I'm just trying to get people to listen to it right now. That's all, if I feel that's like all. if I try and sell things, besides just come to my show. That, that's, come to my show, come to your show. And that's all it should be yeah. for right now. But I, I, I am a certified kettlebell instructor. Oh, so you maybe could give me some tips. I could. Because I've only watched videos to see things. So I've I got could a, show you... Um, I've got a lighter one upstairs. The that we three can or do. four basic moves. I mean, it probably wouldn't be good for a podcast. No, we but, won't do it now. But we'll afterwards, do it, but later on, I can show you so you don't uh, throw out your back. And I'd love like that. Because I went to the website of that uh, Russian lady that you told me about. Yes. What's her name? Zinka or Zuka? Z- Z- Zuna Light. Zuna. Yeah. Did, it's pretty amazing, right? She is hot. She's hot. I mean, it's almost like you don't want your wife to catch you. <laughs> but doing you're not that doing it. This what we're talking about is there's this Russian um, fitness chick who gives a lot of free videos, and then now she has a paid site where you pay like nine bucks a month and you get it, and it's mm-hmm. all very 
body weight E, you're done in 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and the workouts are actually pretty tough. Hard, if, you know, if you were you, to follow, if you were to actually do them, you would get an amazing workout. But she's a fembot. She is, if you were to take a computer, like a weird science, and put together a female, you know? Yeah, it's pretty, it's all subjective, but she's pretty much her body is kind of ridiculous. Yes, and she's in great shape. She's in I mean, great shape. I don't shape. know what some of that is just factory. You know, some of it is in that way, and she just worked herself into that state. Yeah, and who knows what else she's got? And some going of it's on, enhanced. It's it's ridiculous. It's yeah, and she's she in talks, ridiculous and she's shape. blonde, and she has she's this got a little Russian, Russian accent. She's got this thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> but what, then when you're watching it and you think, ah, oh, this is these are good workouts. But I'm alone in my hotel room with this Russian lady right now. Is this right? And then you look, and a lot of the people who are commenting on her workouts are ladies. Yes. Ladies are watching her, this hot lady workout. And some of them give her, like, a lot of crap. Like, oh, she's just using her sexuality to do workouts. And then I somehow want to defend this random Russian chick who I don't know. Go, no, 400-pound woman probably in a Lilo and Stitch sweatshirt. You're throwing all your body issues onto somebody who actually did something to live a healthier life. You know, stop. Because we are married men. Yes. And all we're doing is looking for a hard workout. That's all we want. (laughs) That's all we want. That's all we want. And if it happens to be a fembot Russian lady. But that's a weird one where if, you know, your wife comes in while you're watching that, she she could be going... I have I have a thing. If you're a guy over forty, this will get rid of your pooch in eleven seconds. Like you're like, oh yes, I want to get rid of my pooch. Your wife isn't going to care about anything except for the fact that you're watching a fembot. Yeah, which yeah. you know. I think we've given out enough information about her that people can Google it. But it's Zuka. It's Zuka. Is it Zuka? Something light. Yeah. yeah I, don't I think know it's Z U K A. I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't bookmark it because, well, you know, you yeah, know, it's, it's, I got to delete my history, in my yeah. browser, pretty regularly. Which is, is always scary because when you're uh, when you have zero internet history, your wife knows something's up. Yeah. Well, she doesn't. My wife has not. I'm doing this just in preparation for my wife to realize that she could check my internet history because she's not aware that she could do that. She's not aware that I could check her internet history. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's in, you know, you're on the road. I mean, what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? you got to trust. It's based on trust. You're a married trust. guy. You're, you're, on doing, the road. you're not doing you anything be, shady. I'm not doing if anything wrong. The boy, the, if you're in watching some hot Russian girl doing burpees and that, you know, it motivates you to do a burpee, then, you know, there's worse things you could be doing. Who's that hurting? Yeah, it's not like you're on YouTube watching somebody going, here's the perfect way to do heroin. And you're watching that video. You know. I'm curious about that video, though, if it exists. I'm sure it does, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm sure it does exist. Or it's probably not that long because somebody who was really into heroin would watch the video, and then about halfway through the video, they would realize, I have a computer. I could probably sell this for heroin. And then they would shut everything down and then take the computer to Right. You watch the video the first time, then you sell your computer, you get the heroin, and then you're done. You're on your own. Yeah, so that whoever has that subscription on YouTube probably doesn't get a lot of repeat. Yeah, the video of how to do heroin when you've been doing it for a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's watching that. Yeah, nobody's making that either. No one's listening to that podcast because those sponsors aren't getting any money. Yeah. I wonder if there is a heroin podcast. There's all these other pot podcasts out there. You That's know, what's said, weird about, like, you know, with the whole pot phenomenon. I, 
I did a joke once about pot on stage, and this guy afterwards came up to me, just like kind of like not a crusty old guy, but older than me. And he just he walked by and he goes, "I loved your show." And I go, oh, "Thanks." And then he leaned in. He goes, "Children talk about pot." And he stared at me, and then he walked away. And for some reason, that I don't know what it was, if it was a stare or whatever, I never did the joke again. I never, and now when I see people talking about it, I, I have that guy. He was just scared. Hey, that guy would have sucked to be your dad because he, he, he influenced me and freaked me out for that one moment. So imagine if you grew up with that guy. Children talk about pot, though. That, to me, it, it means either you're... You're acting like a child. Do you want to be like a child? Or are you fueling child drug use? Which one of the... You think he was saying... I like, think he was don't thinking, talk about if you're this, an you adult, could... uh-huh. and let's say you smoke pot, mm-hmm. you just smoke pot. You don't have to wear pot t-shirts. Don't talk about you it. You don't have to go, pot should... You know, like people... Because you could be influencing our youth, though? Or because no, it's just, just a childish just thing? Just do it as an adult. It's just a childish thing to talk about. Pot. Yeah, if you're... 18-year-olds talk about pot, you're 40-something, it's time to let that go. Well, okay. I don't, Look, I, I'm not justifying dude. his thought of life. I'm just saying that that's... But if that's the standard that you decide you're going to use to judge your material for your comedy show... I don't know. It was, that was a weak moment. It's like, it was a weak moment. I've talked about pooping and adult <laughs> yeah, diapers and, you know... Yeah, because my act is a lot of nostalgia. If he would have said to me, listen, children talk about games he played as kids I, I wouldn't have you know. yeah yeah that's my point is that there's a lot of things you talk uh, that one talks about in stand-up but it's silly stand-up is silly but it's weird with pot gets a free pass um not right or wrong if you t- let's say you take your standard issue pot joke here's something i did not on pot here's how i would handle it differently if i was high right you take that standard template of you know just, just a bit. Mm-hmm. What's the word? And replace that pot word with tequila. You would think that that person is a raging alcoholic. So like on stage, you can always you can bring up pot constantly. But if you take the word pot out and then say shot of Patron, you'd eventually go. God, this guy thinks about Patron a lot. He's he. This guy is a huge problem. That's an interesting. That's an interesting observation. I'm not saying any of it's wrong. By the way, other comics listening, I'm just saying if you'd replace no, no, no. the word. But it's an interesting observation about those two drugs, marijuana and alcohol, because you can drink alcohol without being drunk. But if you, there's nobody who's just smoking marijuana because they're just having a little taste. You're getting high. You right. know what I mean? You're getting under the influence. So with, with alcohol, there's people who have one drink or two drinks. They feel like, well, I, I'm, I'm enjoying a drink, but I'm not drunk. Or I don't even really have a buzz, some people claim. Right. But, but right. with pot, if you're smoking pot... You're catching a buzz. You're high. Yeah. And yeah, that's just weird, it. And so you can't really, like you say, to, to talk about alcohol, like, yeah, I have a few drinks and I'm kind of drunk a little bit. That's when I like to That's when I like to go get some cookies. <laughs> right, right. Right, yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Children talk about pot. Now I can't get that of, out of my head. Like, I, I literally, like, I don't, like, yeah. I'm scared to bring up another topic now because i'm worried about that guy and i have have his voice how he said it and how he stared at me how long ago uh, this was like a year ago 
Oh, so pretty recent. That's recent. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I don't even talk, you know, I don't even do, you know, talk about that type of stuff w- when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason... You just did one pot joke. That kind one of pot. You just and I don't even remember the joke. Probably uh-huh. wasn't even that funny. Because it's... Mm-hmm. How do you do an original pot joke? Well, like, now you're getting into a whole, like, how, do you, do, a how do you do an, an original, original any joke? That's I mean, true. there's been so many it's comics. I mean, you can't... It's not like you're going to go out and talk about something that no one has ever discussed. I was it? talking to a, a uh, comic... And by the way, that airplane you hear, that's just a paparazzi that usually follow yeah, you there, around. It's, a, it's They're always around you. There's a few airplanes. It's, I'm not saying that it's not the paparazzi, but I am saying that we're on a little bit of a flight path also. But it is, it's been heavy, it's a little heavier since you got here. Yes, yeah. just, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. Um, I, w- I was talking to another comic about how there's certain uh, jokes that hover around certain ages. So if you're a, a comedian in your 20s, mm-hmm. you grow into the certain set of jokes that are floating around. Which is, hey, where's a good place to go after the show to go out? You know, those, you have all those, I'm fishing to get laid material that's hovering around mm-hmm. you. Uh, it's all about how great you are at oral sex yeah, when you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. And then you step into that, and then you step out of that, and you grow into your 30s, and then it becomes, oh, I'm getting older. And, and then you're in 40s, and you probably have kids. And then eventually, I, I think every older comic ends up really bitter and gets re- very political. Towards the end. Oh, really? At, at about 50. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like I'm less inclined to be... I'm past being angry about politics. Yeah, same I'm with me. Of, I'm I, sort I of don't... done. I'm like, I'm voting. I have an opinion. Yeah. Be happy to have a calm conversation <laughs> with anyone about this is what I think is going on. What do you think is going on? We can have a calm conversation, but I'm not going to get fighting mad about something that basically we don't have any control over. I mean, I feel like there's not enough people voting. There's there's not enough smart people voting, and there's too many dumbasses voting. And uh, if you take offense at that, then you should either vote or stop voting. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. That's why I, n- I never bring that stuff up on stage, because um, I'm too wishy-washy, and I don't know how to defend my point of view. Yeah, I'm very like, bad I don't, at that. I'm not big. Well, I feel like I don't like to have to defend my point of view, and then people don't really want to ever change their minds, no. and so and everyone validates whatever their opinion are. That's you see that on Facebook. They'll find the website that validates their opinion. Yeah, and then that's what they post. Go see. It's it's right here on weonlythinksmallminded.com. It's right. right, exactly. Yeah. Well, or or big-minded. You know, if you're if you're a liberal, per- that's the other thing. Is like even if you're, even if it's somebody who's doing political comedy that you agree with their political angle, it's like if people who don't disagree with them aren't going to laugh at it, then they're just just preaching to the choir. You know. So what good right. is it? We, oh, we're having a cheerleading session yeah. for the Democrats tonight, or we're having a cheerleading session <laughs> yeah. for the Republicans tonight. It's yeah. like okay, I, my comedy. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, but I, I do. It is a constant fight as a as a comedian, or I think it's probably as an entertain any any person in show business, unless you become ridiculously successful. I think it's poss- It's it's a fight not to get bitter about. You know, like I I I'm this good and I deserve that, and this other guy is not that good and he got this. You know, yeah, that's- that kind of stuff is just self destructive. But it, everybody, it's hard to not not. 
to become that guy. You 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 have to work that muscle out as much as you would have to work any other muscle at the gym. The muscle not, not to do that. Not to be the bitter, why is this guy getting this? Because eventually, you know, you, you have to admit when it's over. Well, and or, even if you're even if you're super successful, I mean, eventually Tom Hanks gets to be old, and there's a new Tom Hanks, you yeah. know, doing Tom Hanks ish type stuff, doing the stuff that he, you know, yeah, he oh, did. How come I didn't get that? Because you're a grandfather. <laughs> yeah, you had that, and now it, it's moved on. Yeah, Bruce Willis is great like that because he kind of still gets to he gets to be the old hard ass tough guy now, you know. Right, right. Do you? I've, I've, you kind of do not the same comedy as me in the sense that the older your comedy goes along with you. Like when I started comedy when I was eighteen, I talked about eighteen-year-old stuff. Hey, what's with professors? How come they give you pop quizzes? You know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I do my thing and about then, what I do, what, then, where I'm at in my life. Yeah, exactly. It's not necessarily autobiographical. It's sort of things that happen to me, but also things things that I think at this age about what I see in the world. Right? Yeah. And um, I lost my point of view. And so I, you I do that, too? I do that, too. And then I had a great point, and it was going to be very stellar. I know, and I feel like I stepped on No, no, you to, didn't, because I was so fishing. So I could be I talking. Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis gets to be the old... Oh, you so I've it? always talked about that, but, but I always wonder, is it, do you think it's sad, or... This is actually, I guess, me, me even talking about this, it, it seems like I give a, give a crap about other comics like i i don't in the sense of whatever you do you do because you enjoy doing that so i'm mm-hmm. not when i when i have these opinions it's not where i think anybody should be doing anything different if that makes sense yeah i, I just just, yeah, so, just to kind about, of preference that is yeah, whatever I, you do you do it and that's how you pay rent and that's how you're going to eat whatever have a great time at it. but do what you th- yeah i feel like my thing is but yes. i've never wanted to become the i'm the 50 something year old comic who Where's my tequila drinkers? Hey, you know, like that to me is is a sad uh, road to have to be the party the, comedian. The party comedian, the party guy. comedian, or the have to be angry on stage guy, because we know you're not angry. So for me well, to go in the, the green room gets- to amp it up to get on stage to be the angry guy, and I see a lot of comics do it that they're just like you know what's wrong here's here's how it should be and just from the get-go you're like dude you were just we were just watching the game eating chicken tenders in the green room you weren't this mad yeah but it works being being angry works do you want to go through your life being angry i'm not i'm not yeah i'm not into angry i'm not in i couldn't do that i couldn't do it that's the other thing it's like i can't judge someone else for doing it I couldn't do it. I couldn't. That's why. It's not, I, it's not like I'm, uh, yeah, it's not like we're saying, hey, it's easy to go on stage and be the angry guy. I couldn't do it. It would wear me out to, to have to fire up that way. I would love to the be time. the dirty guy, but I just, my brain is never, since I was new at comedy, I never, I never wrote that way. And what? I could never, I think I went through a phase where I tried to be, and it just. Are you I, going to Montreal this year? No, I was there last year. I haven't been for years, and so I'm going this year. So I'm going to put this... This will be the thing that comes out right before I go. Right. And so you can come and see me in Montreal. But so Slayton does that dirty show up there. There's Or the naughty show, whatever the they call yeah, it. Yeah. And I was... And I had one year gone up with Rich Hall. Rich Hall was up there, and we were going to go on and do some improv thing on the dirty show. But we couldn't 
actually, you know, because we thought, we'll just be dirty. Just, we'll just go up and just be just drop dirty. Drop the F-bomb and, and have everything but get to be It uh, is not easy to just be dirty. And then oh. you find, because it's got to be jokes and it's got to be dirty. And then how dirty can it be and also have jokes with it? There's a trick to it. You've got to be, it's got to be your thing. It's got to be your thing to be the and dirty guy. And what was dirty or now, guy. or what's dirty now that the bar has changed, you know? The guy like like Bobby Slayton, who's super funny, was doing that material. N- not that he's doing the same material, but being that dirty <laughs> forever, since yeah. I've ever known yeah, yeah. him. And now, the guy I'm seeing at one of my shows is equal, you know, will do equally as dirty stuff. That's a, that's, I... Do, do you know what I mean? So, so the guy, so it's like, oh, we're going to end up, oh, yeah, and then you, mas- like, every joke ends with masturbation, or I would do, where you go, yeah, okay, like, I, I think dirty's funny, but you have to bring it from that's a different angle. I always try and be respectful and polite with the other acts in the show that I'm booked on, and usually it doesn't happen. Every once in a while you're booked with somebody who, like, their thing is, like, they just love talking about super dirty, sexy, bodily, yeah. fluid stuff, and, uh... You know, hey, whatever. If that's what you want to do, go ahead. But uh, my, I've actually people are coming. Fans are coming to see me. That so don't it's, expect. So it's a little bit like you're actually coming to Thanksgiving dinner at my grandma's house, and not that my act is like for grandmas or anything. But you know, it's just a little. It's bit... It's like you're going to see bit... Charday and Metallica's performing before her. Yeah, it's a bad. It's a it's, kind of a I mean, weird mix. Con- a I, weird would, mix. I would go to that concert, but you have to know going in that there's going to be this abrupt. It's, you know, it's going to be a, only, a weird change. If only you could guarantee that the fans would not get involved in that show. If you could just if you could just be there with those people and they would each be respectful of the other artists that would, they were not there to see, I would love to go see the Metallica Chardet show. <laughs> I think a lot, I think, um, and I, maybe I've been going through a Chardet phase. I've always been a fan, but mm-hmm. I downloaded one of her concerts. You know, and yeah. uh, I played on the plane, and it puts me to sleep. Did you pay? I, I even paid iTunes. Charday made nine bucks. Really? Yeah. You really got into it then. I bought the concert. You ponied up. Not the, not just the album. I bought the concert. <laughs> you said I would like to see. Her I want to see her live. This yeah. While I listen. Because I always wonder what type of concert that'd be like if you would just go, uh, make out with the person you came with, and just fall asleep. Because that's all. That is Charday. Was that ever was to me? So I, I bought that, and then um, th- th- this is odd, and everyone thinks I'm weird. I made it through an entire life without ever listening to a full Eagle song. I don't know how you did that. Yeah, because it's they're omnipresent. Yeah, I was just never into um, the Eagles. I, my age, they were just a little bit too old for me. So right when they were popular, I was right at that age where, like, I'm listening to New Edition. Why would I listen to... E-? Like, I just... It just skipped, you know? It was just a little bit before me. I, until yeah. I saw their documentary, and now I'm now I'm obsessed. Oh, maybe I should see that documentary. Uh, what happened to me was I was 16, and I took this... I was living in Tennessee, and we had this high... It was a high school student... Um, trip to Europe. Right. And the bus driver had migraines. So we could either listen to the Beatles, uh, he had a Beatles cassette tape and the Eagles' greatest hits. Those were the two <laughs> things that we could listen to on our bus tour. So I went from having heard zero Eagles to ha- having heard their greatest hits every day 
for like a month. Yeah, so you've attached a negative feeling to the Eels. Well, for a long time it was that. But I had that same kind of relationship with Boston, the band Boston, right. because um, they used to play them every day in high school in the in the uh, lunchroom. And so, but now when I put it on, I get it put put on that Boston CD in the car. It reminds you of being in that time machine. I'm 16, but I'm not. I own my own car. I'm having sex with a lady. It's like I'm kicking high school's ass. I used to do. That's funny how you you attach meanings to songs. I, my parents were divorced, and I would see my mom on the weekends and on Sundays, seven o'clock would roll around. That's when Star Trek would come on. So when I hear the beginning part of Star Trek, that was my mom usually going, get your stuff ready, I'm taking you back to your dad. So I was pretty bummed oh. every time I'd hear that song because I never watched an episode of Star Trek, but just... Because that, that was travel that, time? That's, that theme song was, uh, I'm leaving my mom's house for the weekend and, go, and going to my dad's. Not that I didn't like being at my dad's, but I was bummed leaving my mom. Yeah, so I don't think I, your dad listens to yeah, my yeah. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I hated the Star Trek theme. Even as an adult, when I hear that song, that yeah. got me in such a bad mood. Then... Uh, my mom passes away, and one day I was flipping through, and Star Trek was on, and that theme was on, and usually I would turn it off immediately. I sat and left it on, and I immediately went back to her apartment, and I literally, like, smelled the you yeah. know dinner that she was making and visually saw her. So now I love that song. Yeah. So now when I hear it, it, it like, flips. I used to hate it because I just reassociated the meeting with the song. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of so well. It's, it's associated cool. with her, or it takes you back. Yeah, the music can be a real time machine, and so yeah, those the, even those songs that you hated at the time can now make you happy. It's weird like that. They say smell is the number one yeah. sense attached to memory, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. M- music for me it does that. I hear certain songs, and it'll, you know. I'll go right back and almost can tell you certain conversations. You know, well, like, music oh, this is, was a song that, yeah. remember we were on the dock, and then the, he said, that, and you just remember some random, random, random stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, smells, and then I also, uh, randomly smells, um, I guess Play-Doh is the number one smell that women like. So Play-Doh. Play-Doh, so you can rub Play-Doh on your... On your genitals, I guess, and they would get immediately. Well, by the mood. time they're smelling your genitals, you already came over. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you, you think play- they, you're going to put lo- Play-Doh yeah. on, you know, their your steering wheel or their the seatbelt of your car. You know, yeah, you need it before. It's yeah, you dumb. can't. Because if they were getting down there, you've already closed the deal. And then they smell Play-Doh, they're going to think something was up. They're like, why <laughs> yeah. does this smell like Play-Doh? Where you were have you, a child? Yeah, where? <laughs> and where? That? Where were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess. I, so take that back. So yeah. those of you who are about to put Play-Doh on on your uh, uh, southern regions, uh, is that right? Don't. Though it's Play-Doh because I had heard uh, it could have changed. I would I'd imagine vanilla, over time it and I'd changes. I heard baby powder. Yeah, with the age of the lady. Depends on what lady. What what, what age era? Lady. Like if you're trying to seduce a sixty-year-old lady, Play-Dohs might not work. Right, or, yeah, or they might love the smell of um, dittos. Remember ditto? Like, Nobody's trying to salute, seduce a 60-year-old lady. <laughs> with, uh, I guess if What's you're 60. But no, remember in school you used to, when you got your test? This is like old school. It would smell. You could smell the paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, we, oh, ditto. You call it ditto mimeograph. I would, I would, but that, how yeah, old that do we level, sound? 
yeah. super old. Yeah, there's but, other people who you can't. That's the thing about smells, though. If I could go get that smell, if we could pause this now and go smell that, have a candle like a Yankee candle should have ditto smell and sawdust. Because if you if I smell sawdust, you would immediately think some kid puked. Elementary school, yeah. Yep. Those happy barf memories. <laughs> I'd immediately go to somebody threw up. But this is the thing, though. With music, you could you go, oh, I know how to go back to high school for me. So I go get that Boston CD. But if we can't go back to, you can't, there's not a, you can have a glove compartment full of music, but you can't have a glove compartment full of smells. There's not like, oh, I'd love to get some herbal essence shampoo and that mimeograph smell and just spend we a weekend partying. You could. I mean, they, they have. I mean, I don't know how Yankee Candle like ever like go into one of those stores. I don't Do know. they have a request line? Can you like call, call them we up and call go look? In. I need no, a candle we, that we, smells. We need sawdust. The sawdust throw up. Can you make that happen? Because Ben and Jerry, I know, do operate that way as far as flavor goes. You can kind of submit requests to them for anything. What type of profession would you have to be to be somebody who creates smells? Like that to me would be the hardest. You know, like jelly. I don't understand, like how when you smell, they go, "Oh, this smells like cotton candy birthday cake." And you smell it and go, "It smells exactly like cotton candy." Were you going to say jelly beans? I was going to say jelly beans. I don't know how they get beans, the flavors. I don't know how they, know how they go. This, this, and this is peanut butter and jelly. But you know, Dan Whitney, aka Larry the Cable Guy, has got these potato chips now out that, that taste like cheeseburgers and stuff, like potato chips that can taste like cheeseburgers. So. We might need to get a meeting with... But what type of profession would be the smell person? Like, do you know... Is, is I that think it's name? the same. Smellology? I think it's got to be a similar technology that... Well, where do we start? Car wash. <laughs> we just, we'll go and we'll look on the back <laughs> and the, then go, here's yeah. a company. And yeah. then they probably have a website and go, is there any way you can make sawdust smell? Because they always ask you at the car wash. I'm explaining now for people because you obviously got it right away. Because some people <laughs> don't go to car washes the rest of the... I don't remember going to a car wash ever when I was a kid except for the kind where you drive in and, you know, you sit in the car and it washes your car. But here in L.A., you go to the car wash and the other guys take your car and then you go sit in a plastic chair for a half hour, and then there's a bunch of cool stuff to buy there's in the in the gift shop. I do love the car the car it's wash. It's a lot gift of shop. stuff you never thought you would need, and you're like, no, I do need the spacer that goes next to the seat in case I drop my cell phone. It won't go in between the seats. I completely have you need gotten that. that? I need the I needed for a while. I needed that thing that you put on the visor that you can slip ten CDs into. That one, that one was good. I t- and the carpet for your dash, the the custom made carpet that goes over your dashboard. I told my wife yesterday we we got back from vacation and we were at In and Out, and I said they need. I wish car companies made trays that you could pull out of your dashboard for when you're eating, so you don't have to put it on your seat. They can be raised uh-huh. so it's level with lips around it, you know, like a, an edge, so whatever you have on there doesn't slide off. Like TV trays. Do you for, remember when you used to go to the, your car? Remember you used to go to the drive-in and they would the drive-in restaurant. They do that at Sonic Hamburger. And they put that tray on your window, yes. but it sits outside your car. You can't do that. We while need you're one in inside. 
Yeah. You need one inside while you're driving. Well, you know that businessman rod that goes across in the back, the back yeah. seat of your car, that rod that goes across where you can For hang up poor lonely guys that, yeah. yeah. The sad guy who lives in his car but can't face a van. Why don't you just get a van? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's got to be some version of that rod, only a front seat tray table that kind of clips and hooks onto the, both of the doors and goes all the way across. But would you be able to steer at the same time? You don't want it to affect your ability. No, you do. Ride. You do it like a tray on an airplane um like when you're in the first class you open up the thing and it pops out you do that same thing uh-huh. and have yeah. that go into the passenger seat and then you can set your stuff there i like it we've already made like five billion dollars off of this podcast for other people yes th- that are listening. we have that and then we have uh the descent this, yeah, so you go to the car wash and they ask you what air freshener you want and then you go and shop in the little so you go new car smell you Dude, know, I never like, get new cars. I usually get uh, baby powder. Baby powder smells good. Yeah, or vanilla. Those are the ones I like. We could do. Um, we could do the sawdust and what was the other one? Uh, uh, Play-Doh, and uh, you want? We were going to get a Play-Doh candle. Yeah, the Play-Doh one, sawdust, and then you had one. Herbal essence shampoo. Oh, you like that smell? Or does that just remind you? It probably just remind me of of uh high school you know it's weird how that that's a product that everybody had and uh, they don't make it anymore you know you know what uh, and i think i know where you're going with this uh, i'm the same way with pert you like pert I've, I've pert has dual purposes if you catch my drift not are it's, you talking is this some kind of dirty hotel yes. room action that you're talking yes, about yes yes now we're on the dirty show at the thing but pert has dual so sometimes if I smell pert, that is almost like... Uh, makes you uh, sexually excited by yourself. If I hear that or running water. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I hear... If I smell pert and hear running water, I know I know it's on. I know most likely it's probably about 5.30. There's an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond on the TV. And in my brain, I'm thinking, well, the show's in an hour and a half. I should probably shower and iron. Yeah. Think. So I don't want to get too much into your personal routine, but you're saying you do that prior to your shower and then you take a little ironing. Yeah, usually I use, there's if there's any type of CSI on, or usually criminal, the one with the kids when they arrest the people for doing bad stuff to kids, what's that, criminal yeah, intent That's your law. pre-show thing that you like to or watch. Or Everybody Loves Raymond is usually on right about the time that you're getting ready for a show. I don't watch, I don't watch TV. You don't turn on your TV no. at the hotel? If I do, I'm watching the. the I, I watch because we don't watch much TV at home, so I like to turn on the news just to see what that's like to just watch. Just to make sure we're still. I just part the of news, the US. and it's always so terrible because they're trying to freak you out all the time. Yeah. I don't like to watch the news generally, but uh, I do in the hotel room. I, I'll turn it on to news, or else, one, or what's the financial one? Is that CNBC? CNBC, yeah. I think. Because uh, that guy Kramer is on in the afternoon, and he's kind of a nut, and that's yeah, entertaining and that to me. And then pretend to know what. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I've, done, I've done better on my uh, like iPad. I'll, I've just uh, I try just reading the news now. Yeah, we that's how we get mostly get my news. I'll, or else I that go, way I'm not hearing opinions. I go from tw- I get on Twitter and then I see what people are tweeting links to things, and that's how I figure out like oh something has happened with yeah. this guy. An actor has died in a hotel. You know that's how I figured out this guy from Glee. Yeah, it took me a little. I had to detective work to figure it out. I like to just read every once in a while just to make sure it's not like um, the movie Red Dawn and we haven't been attacked by Russia. 
Oh, well, that's stuff I need to know. Like, no, everybody's running because we're there's tanks. I just want to know that type of stuff. Yeah, well, this is now we're on to the recurring theme of my show, which is the zombie apocalypse. I feel like there is a strong possibility that that's. I'm not going to be aware that that's happened. I'm going to get in my car to go meet somebody. Yeah, something jump. Yeah, yeah. You're going to go 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 get for coffee. Nobody on the road. Well, there's a lot of car accidents. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Yeah. See people running like nobody told me about this. Yeah. Nobody. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I can't count on my wife to warn me about the zombie apocalypse. She's going to be also completely unaware of that. Yeah, because it's probably going to happen when somebody's watching. You know. Like, my wife just watched... Did your wife or you watch Downton Abbey? Yeah. Okay. She never saw it. I watched it before she did. Over the last year or two, I've, you know, watched other seasons. She's uh-huh. like, okay, I'm going to watch this because you keep talking about it or whatever. She powered through every single episode nonstop. Just... Just... Furious. Went up into the room, turned it on, and just watched it. Non... Like, I think she did it... Three seasons In a worth. day and a half. Wow. Did she, so she liked it. Loved it. Yeah. But, like, if the, if the apocalypse happened then, we wouldn't have known because the TV was tied up with Downton Abbey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think the government needs to invent some way to bust Inter- into <laughs> DVRs <laughs> to let DVR. you know, listen, it, it's well, that, happening. Because that emergency broadcast thing is not going to work. Nobody's working. Have you ever used that? Like, you hear that. It's gone off. We've always heard that alarm, but they've never really used it. I never heard it for a warning. I like to think it now. It should have went down. Now with the now that we know that tsunamis are a real thing, because when I bought this house, they said you're in a tsunami. I'm in the tsunami zone. I don't want to alarm you. Oh, okay. All but right. if there was a tsunami right That's now, that's why we're we wearing uh, life jackets. I yeah. Thought it was weird, but I'm like, oh no, he just does this in life it's jackets. For safety. <laughs> yeah. We're... It's for safety. And I always ask people if they can swim when they get here. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. And then you point out the exits. I just want to let you know. Here's the podcast. But at any given time, there's the door. There's also a window over here. Swim up, swim <laughs> up, and that way is inland. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, so the tsunami thing, though, I think that there are actually horns on poles around here that go off, but they never test them, so I can't be sure of that. I know in Japan they have that, and other places near the water. They'll have, like, the tsunami comes, they blow this horn, and when you hear that horn, that means you're supposed to run away from the beach. But if that horn went off, I would be like, what, what is that about? Why? Right. Why is right. that? Is the farmer's market over? <laughs> right. What does that mean? I have no idea. They, there must be a beach volleyball tournament in, in Hermosa. Yeah. So where did you just get back from? I w- took a uh, time off from the road and went to um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee with my family. I've it's, been uh, to Gatlinburg, but that's because we lived in Tennessee. Yeah, we've gone there ever since I was a little kid. Up until I was old enough to say, I'm not going with you guys. So I went there from like zero to about 16. And yeah, then yeah. and then my parents and my my whole family decided to go there again for nostalgia reasons. And we rented the same cabin that we were in. And uh, we brought pictures and recreated pictures. The same cabin was the same, available? The same cabin. So we have pictures of us in the... In the river that, like, me at 11, my sister at, you know, 8, and my brother mm-hmm. at 2. We recreated all those. And it's, um, it, it was actually fun. I don't do, because we travel so much, I don't, you know, we stay there an entire week at the at this place. Uh, you know how much I spent for, uh, you know, hotel charges? How much? You know, per night, like, during the course of a week, what do you think? 
You mean just what? Like the, what did I have to what pay? Did the, when you paid your bill for a week in a hotel, which yeah. included the hotel room. Yeah, we tax. had my sister had the cabin that we stayed in, and then we we had an you know a hotel room or apartment thing, how whatever you call it, above the cabin, which mm-hmm. was you know a, a, a double or a, you know full size bed, kitchenette, and bathroom for a week. Mm-hmm. No when room. I ser- checked out. No room service, just no, the room. Just the room. I'm gonna say. Oh, I gotta go high. Two thousand uh, dollars. At the end of the week, I said we're checking out, and the guy goes, because uh, I didn't even look at the price, because I'm a baller that way. When I, you know, well, it's it. a family vacation, so it's it like, just, hey, whatever. somebody signed me up for something. I'm gonna do it. Uh, the bill was two hundred and two dollars. Apparently, I was it was forty dollars a night. Isn't that crazy? What? And not like a, not a opium den, you know, really what? prep. I know. $40 for a kitchenette and a bed? Was it like a regular bed? Did it smell no, terrible? It was, and you were was, right by the freeway and no, there like truckers making love right underneath no. you all night? No, we had bonfires. It was the most, it was amazing. Oh, man. And then we, we got back to L.A. and got our 200, car. How much? $200. Our car. The rental car Our car. Our car parked at LAX was more money than than what we paid to live. I might move to Gallenberg. No kidding. Gallenberg's a weird place. It's like super touristy. It's super touristy, super right? Super fudge and taffy. Just the and it's right on the edge. It's like a shopping mall that's right on the edge of a national park. Yeah, and it was so it would be taffy, and then right next to it would be these stores that sold these airsoft BB guns. Uh-huh. Ninja swords, Chinese throwing stars, and nunchucks. Do they still have the tomahawk with the rubber blade they, on it? They still have all that stuff. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's, that's what I, I remember as a I kid. Do. Me and my brother yeah. were like, we got to go up here. This is where we bought throwing stars. Because we would buy stars, and then we'd go back to the cabin, and there was a tree, and we would chuck the stars at the tree. And they still have all that. It was really fun. Yeah, I bet it was fun. <laughs> it was I- I used to love it. When, I used to. We used to go there when I was a kid. No, white, Not white water ever. rafting. We never went white water rafting. We would go. We would. We'd be in Gatlinburg and eat dinner at some restaurant and then sleep and then get up early and have breakfast and then go into the park and eat a picnic right. lunch out of the back of the car in the cooler in the park somewhere. Yeah. And then come back into the town at night. But my dad hated to take us into the souvenir shops and all that kind of stuff. So we had to beg. To go in and look at the, you know, fake peace pipes and <laughs> yeah, and that other stuff. Yeah. Um, but two hundred, three hundred dollars. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's crazy. it's crazy. We went. Okay, so we just got. <laughs> we just <laughs> let, you know. hey, let me tell you about my story. So we just went to New Zealand, where my wife is from, and then we spent four nights in Sydney, Australia. And we've been sleeping on our on our family's basement or couches, not couches, but guest. Guest right. beds and stuff. So we go to Sydney for four nights on the way back, and I'm going to perform. And she had a friend there. We were going to stay two in the ho- two nights in the hotel, and then two nights with her friend. But we decided to splurge and stay a third night in the hotel in Sydney. And so, and it was a decently nice hotel. And we checked out. The Australian dollar is roughly the same as the American dollar. Guess right. what? Three nights in the three nights in this hotel in Sydney would cost. Um, King size bed, roll away for our daughter. <laughs> 200 bucks a night? Three. It was $900 for three nights. In three you, nights? You could have got a week in Gallenberg, um, whitewater rafting, mm-hmm. barbecue dinner, and practice pair of nunchucks. All for what you paid for three days. Yeah. 
Exactly. So if anybody's teetering on family vacation right now, it's if you're like, do we go it's to Gallenberg. Australia or Gatlinburg? And I would say, and then when I was in Gatlinburg, there's um, there's this other little town called uh, Pigeon Forge. Yeah, that's that's the next one down, right? Yeah, and that's where Dollywood is. That's where Dollywood is, is, was, is. is. And there was a comic who, back when I, I've always been in the in the stand up, but this is pre Comedy Central. So mm-hmm. if you were in the stand up in the eighties, there wasn't like a you know you usually got it on cassette tape, or you'd watch a Tonight Trust Show. Up, yeah, and you cassette, know yeah. it was on thing. So one of the first comics that I ever saw that I, you know, memorized his stuff and me and my friends would do it at school was uh, this Bob Nelson guy. Oh, I know Bob Nelson. Right? He used, yeah. he used to do a character of fo- he do football, football player and the punch drunk boxer. And, you would, and yeah. you'd memorize it. And I remember at a bus stop, we'd go like, hi, I'm Bruce Kaskowski, tight end. or yeah. And it was hilarious. And it was... So when we were in Pigeon Forge, we were driving and I looked and there's this thing. It was the Bob Nelson Theater. He does a 3 p.m. show. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe there was a 5 p.m. show and then an 8, 8 o'clock show. And tickets are 15 bucks, and it's it's a whole theater. And I go to my dad. I go, I used to watch this guy 20 years ago. Let's go to the 3 p.m. show. We're going uh-huh. to go to lunch anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go. I would like to see who shows up at a 3 p.m. show. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, whatever. We called, and it was sold out. Couldn't. Couldn't Can't get go tickets. To the 3 was it every day he had a three? He, do, he does a three? it a, a, every day, and then the whole time I was there, I was thinking, could you? Could I do this as a life? No, Maybe not no. now at my age. Now, no, but could but you even do it? I've thought about that before. Well, like, uh, look, go twenty years from now. I love George Wallace. He is in Vegas now. He's the number one ten o'clock show. I think he only does the one show he a does night. One show. And how many nights does he do? Like four nights, maybe. Mm-hmm. But four nights a week. Every week with, you know, he probably takes six weeks, ten weeks off a year, maybe. Yeah. I that I don't know if I could do it. In Vegas, in Vegas I don't know if I could do it. Pigeon Forge, could you, could you imagine? <laughs> or do you just, you got to figure it's a different crowd every, it's just tourists. Do you switch something? Now, I don't see a show. He could be a genius and do different stuff no, every night. No, I think night. he's doing his greatest hits of his career. Right. So so I think it's tough. It's tough from that standpoint. Do you switch it off? And can you just do that every night going, I'm just, here's my, here's my hour. I'm never changing it. I'm going to do the same exact thing. And then you do your 3 p.m. show. And at f- by 9 o'clock, you're back home. So you would literally work from 3 to 9. And in, in, I don't know what kind of money you're making. I'm sure you're making a decent How many shows a day does he do? Two? Three? I think he might do two or switches. I saw a 3 p.m. thing is one I tried to go to, but he might do... Mm-hmm. There's no late show. There's not like a 10 o'clock. So no, I think your last show... Vacation. You did, yeah, people your last show is at like 8. But still, that's got to cook it out of you. To even just doing two shows, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and then one show on Wednesday... And Sunday or Thursday or whatever, I mean, that's got to take it out of you because, you know, doing a sh- if you're doing shows at night, it's not like people think, oh, you can do whatever you want during the day. You could sort of can, but you can't go water skiing all day. You're going to be too tired to do the show. Right. Know? I just wonder what it would be like if you just switch it off and you go, I'm going to do my, hey, there's a lot of fudge places on here, right? Like, just, just stuff that you know crushes. With the you traveling get, you get your killer act, and then you go, and well, that's how they used to do it in vaudeville. Hey, there were guys... And then here's your greatest hits. There were guys I, when I started that used to, that did the same hour for, like, Well, that's the years. difference between, you know, comics, you know, in, in 
not maybe the 80s. If you were a headliner in the 80s, you could live off of your 45 minutes for a long time because there was no way anybody would cross-reference. Now, if you have specials, they're on YouTube, or you're putting out albums... Even Letterman now. You do Letterman, not many people see it when it comes out, but then it's online. Yeah. You know? So... I, you can still obviously do that material when you go out to a club yeah, again, definitely. but you have to come up with new stuff. But, but yeah, vaudeville days, people would do this. They would do their whole career on 20 minutes. And uh, when I, yeah, in the 80s, when I started going on the road, there were guys that, that were in the middle of their 10-year run with the same hour of material. I mean, even Jay Leno used to say, why would you do a special? That's your act. That's how you make your living. Yeah, I did a, a charity event with him, and he was saying, we were talking, he was like, he never put out a special, an album, or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, he'd see, but maybe he still does some of those jokes. I, th- I sort of feel like at some, po- at some point, no matter how great your act is, you're tired of doing it. Like, maybe I'll write another, I can write another hour. Yeah, you just get on stage and you're like, hey, my VCR is blinking 12. Like, you just literally, you know, I have stuff that I enjoy doing, but every once in a while, just on stage, I'll be like, hey, guys. Uh, uh. Yeah. And you, you just want to get through it, and you know. Yeah, I try not to get, <laughs> try not to get to that point. But that's, again, where you could, that's, there's that guy and then there's the bitter guy. Those are the two guys that you're it's trying a tough not line. to be. Boy, you're I mean, not, you're, you're walking. To if, stay out of there. Yeah, you could you could fall either, you know, either yeah. or. Yeah. I, I saw a guy, uh, you know, who was on like Arsenio Hall a lot back when Arsenio had a show, mm-hmm. and I saw him recently, and I swear he was doing the same six minutes from Arsenio Hall, and you go, how do you not put a bullet in your head? Just, well, I think, or so. do you just not care? People are just like, no, this works. I don't know who you're talking about, so I can't. Yeah, say no, that I'm my, purposely and, you know, not. We don't yeah. want to know. <laughs> but but sometimes sometimes that's from. Hey, I've been busy doing. I I wrote on a TV show for 15 years, and I haven't done stand up for all that time. Yeah, you're saying this is not. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, right. Well, we got the sense. I wish I knew the other scent because we haven't. We were talking about the, the sawdust. We said Play-Doh, and then there was one. Well, the thing about this is that oh, we well. will be able to listen to it again, and then know people who are listening now are going crazy saying the scent because they know what it is because <laughs> right. they heard the beginning, and they're not. <laughs> they're not us. They're, they're, they're not connection. high like we yeah, are. Yeah, they're not. Right? Well, I'm drunk. Well, you're yeah, high. yeah. Where are my high guys right now? Yeah, possibly you. Um, so what else do we talk? What's what? Do I, tell me about your podcast. Um, I had a podcast with uh, John Reap. You said uh, you had one. Yeah, and then John Reap uh, went off and got on a TV show. That fuck. You know what I mean? It's it's. Listen, you you do what makes you make no money. Yeah, he went. He's on Eastbound and Down or that show on HBO. I've heard about it. It's a really funny show. So mm-hmm. he's um he was doing that. Good for and him. Then, uh, are you a little bit? Are you a little bitter <laughs> that you're out? No, he was always like uh, Reap is a, like actor guy. He's been in stuff. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I've never really been. So it's just kind of so once he kind of left, my motivation to do a podcast is just kind of like Ugh, I'm home for a day. I don't feel you don't like, want to do your own podcast, and I can't have like guests like i ask guests to come and they're like yeah i can so i'm just like okay i'll do one by myself and then i would turn on the mic and go i don't know how to talk by myself 
I don't know. Yeah, see, I, sometimes I talk by myself. I actually like doing those. You do, but, yeah, I got a... So you don't have a podcast right now. I don't, but I have a couple ideas for one, and then I have a book coming out, and I'm like, maybe I can do the podcast yeah, your book around now. the book. When is know? that coming out? It's supposed to be out maybe two months ago, um, and it's still not out. Because okay. now, uh, now my my manager is like, maybe we can get a you know get a publisher. But now you can do stuff through Book Baby. You can or do all Amazon kinds of stuff without without anybody. Yeah. But when you do it without anybody, there's a lot of little things that you have to do on your own. Right. Well, you that's know? that's what it, you and I were talking and that, about. That takes work, and I'm inherently super lazy. I don't believe that's true. Because, because I've been working on the subtitle for this book for two months, and I'm, like, locked because, like, I can't <laughs> that create... That sounds like a joke. Yeah. That's like a stoner joke. I got... Okay, <laughs> I wrote it. It's The book is all written, and I've got the title. But <laughs> I can't <laughs> unlock the key for this subtitle. It's just like... It's... Oh, it's well, because I've read so many books on how to write a book. Mm-hmm. Like, so many where they're like, well, if, you know... If you come up with, like, a fun title, nobody's searching for that. So you have to come up with a title that somebody's online uh, trying to solve a problem. And, you know, that's why you see Uh a lot of that, you know, 15 steps to getting smaller abs. Like, you always see numbers in titles. Uh, Nobody wants big abs, do they? No, no. Everyone wants little. So i'm writing a, a book it's called we come to you from the future random random advice for people in their 20s and 30s but people in their random tw- advice for their 20s and 30s that's your subtitle or that's what yeah. you're thinking about as your subtitle. that's what i'm thinking but people in their 20s and 30s aren't googling random advice they don't want any advice actually they don't, they don't they know they, they think they, they, they don't know, know, know that, that they, they need it they don't know what they don't know Exactly. So how do you find the title for that? Because I do a big part of my act about I come to you from the future and I let young guys know here's, you know, here's what's going to happen to you. Okay. When you hear somebody older than you bitching about something, pay attention because you'll grow into that problem. So you say the title, I'll say the subtitle. I got it. Okay, here we go. Um, What's your book, John? uh, We come to you from the future. Hey, dumbass, I'm talking to you. Yes. No, you don't like it. Okay. I like it. No, I need... Yeah, for people looking at it. See how hard it is? Yeah. Because I, I originally was going to go, how not to become a middle-aged whatever douchebag. You know, like I want that route. Nobody thinks that they're going to become a middle-aged douchebag. They don't realize... That just happens. Am you, I right? You don't... Am I right? They don't realize if you're in your 20s or 30s, you're making decisions now. Like, li- n- nobody ever plans on be- being the cat lady. The hoarder, I'm alone, cat lady. No one starts off that way. Mm, Those are all mm, decisions. Mm, mm, you, you disagree. Disagree. <laughs> you people like start off that way? I don't think, think they necessarily start off that way, but I think a lot of people who wind up as the cat lady, if in the early on, they make the, decisions when they that get them the toward third that cat. Because that's when it turns, right? The right. first cat, you you're, no, you got a cat. a cat. The second cat, you got a cat to keep the other cat company. The third cat. You're on the road to Cat Lady. And I think if you asked people when they got the third cat, or if you said to people, you know what's going to happen, it's going to wind up with a lot of, it's just going to be you and a lot of cats. And and they're going to go, they're going to go, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. Cat ladies, maybe are different. But anyway, so, so you're saying there are ways to recognize mistakes before you've actually committed to them. You know, when you look back in, you know, when you were younger and you go, what was I thinking? 
people in their 20s and 30s are smack dab in the center of what was I thinking storm. You're in that phase of life for that you're going to look back and go, what was I thinking? So this book is semi-serious, semi-funny, actual helpful ways of dealing with stuff that you will have to deal with. But I just can't think of the subtitle. They don't want to listen to us. Because I'm writing... They don't want to listen to us. And it's a funny book, and it's it's one of those, like... um, you know, bathroomy type and, and it comes with another element too, right? You were telling me about we have, is that uh, happen or Yeah, no? we have like ten hours of this seminar. The guy that I wrote it with, um, he calls himself he's a failed motivational speaker, but he has some really cool techniques about just staying motivated and failed get, means he didn't become famous in Tony Robbins, but let he me He got well what happened with with Topher was is he kinda got in that world and realized how creepy culty the all are. Mm-hmm. And then not. Well, you, I mean, like, anytime I hear anybody say, well, you have to manifest, I, like, run from anybody who manifests anything or wants to be in a flow. I immediately go, I'm creeped out by them. Well, I think they're good ideas, but, yeah, it's, it's you're, you're at the front of, at the top of a pyramid of you're, you're, kind you're Pretty of soon you're going to have a weekend seminar with some sweat lodges, and you're not going to let people out of the sweat lodge when they're saying they're about to pass out. But our one, we're going to let people out, right? When we do our... When we do ours. When we do our man getaway. We'll let them... It's not just going to be just dudes, either. No, it's... Can, is it... Wait, can you do one for just girls? I would like... No, just women. Let's say women. That's creepy to say girls at my age. Yeah, yeah. We could. You could do a seminar. I just call it empowering something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Manpowering. Manpowering. <laughs> There's things... Yeah, seminars. How manpowering for ladies. Anyway, so the book is not out yet. No, but it's coming it's out. Sitting on my computer this, as soon so. as I can figure out this stupid subtitle. Well, to me, because I wrote a book for a group of people who wouldn't buy a book. Uh huh. You know, it's kind of the weird. Like I didn't mm. want to make this big general. <laughs> that's, some sh- that's some shaky business plan ground that you're on right there. Yeah. Well, I, I remember when I was, you know, when I was in my early twenties, is when I really got into going. Okay, you could be the guy who parties every weekend and is kind of a fuck up, or you could be somebody who sets goals and goes, "I want this, this, and this," and then back and then backwards engineer it so you get it. So right around in my early twenties is when I started reading. You know, books that were kind of self-helpy. Uh-huh. My book, by the way, is not self-helpy, but that's when I got into Anthony You're Robbins. Saying self-helpy, but it's a little more. It's a little more to it than just start they, to feel the wounds. There's techniques where you don't have to do as so much heavy heavy lifting. You don't have to because because believe it or not, people who are at that age group, people have been your age before. So whatever thing you have going on in your life, we're like, no one can understand. Get over yourself. A lot of people have had the same exact shit go down, and they've gotten through it. So this is actually, you know. I was just talking to a friend of mine who was saying he's got to quit smoking because his son hates that he smokes. His son is eight years old, same age as my daughter. And so it's basically ten years before he starts smoking. You know, all... All little kids think smoking is terrible and they can't believe anyone would smoke. And then you walk down the street and there's all these 20-year-olds smoking cigarettes. Like, And they don't want to hear, like, that's, it's bad for you, you smell bad, it's not fun to have sex with you. The only reason people do it is because you're 20. So everybody wants to have sex with a 20-year-old. I don't think there's a worse smell in a girl's mouth than wine and cigarettes. I don't know why you threw wine in there. It just, this, I just... Just I remember, just in my younger days. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah the cigarettes. Wine, yeah, the cigarettes. Is, it, the whole thing is. But 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 people, young people, still smoke. They know. There's no arguing that they don't know that they're super bad for you. But they just they don't believe it's going to kill you. So anyway, and I did it with your book. <laughs> I know it's, we did a very long subtitle, but literally you could be. I should. I should. Yeah. So that, that's it. I'm so stuck. when it comes out, I'm going to buy one. Should, there's some really good information in there. I know. It's too late for me. <laughs> but it, it's, no, there's stuff in there that I think if you read, you'd be like, oh, that's a cool... Because I, I did some online surveys to see what people at that age group, what their concerns were. And at that age, nobody gives a shit about how to communicate better with your significant other. Nobody cares about Nobody that. Nobody even at has a significant other at that age, do they? Everybody's number one concern from a thing is money. It's all career and cash. How do I how do I make money? How do I get you know, what what do I want to do? Like nobody uh-huh. that's like their biggest concern. So in the book we put a lot of of that stuff in the Topher, the guy who I helped me write it, he did a really cool section on money where you change, you know, you can either go after money or you can go after wealth, but like you, how you determine what's wealth really can make or break you because being rich will always change. Like, you know, if you, if you have shitty spending habits and you make $30,000 a year, if you suddenly make 150000 you're going to have the same... That. It's going to be the same. Proportionally, it's going to be the same. So having more money isn't going to help the scenario. It's kind of your outlook right. on money and what you're, you know, how you define wealth and stuff like that. Then that way... So, so some cool stuff that any age, if you actually mm-hmm. read it and saw the, the nice little pie charts we have, you go, oh, that's really helpful shit. Maybe that's what I'll call my book. We come to you for some helpful, really helpful shit. Really helpful shit for you. For you, dumbass. Person. Yeah, dumb. Guy I, like who does the, it. I like that you I keep like dumbass ass. in there. I like, hey, dumbass, listen, how, how not to be. I'm talking to you, Advice dumbass. to dumbasses from two smart asses. I don't know. Now we're getting, yeah. I, well, it's, you got ass in there twice. Well, I'm just going to, what are popular books now? Like Shades of Grey? So I might just call it 50 Advice from. How to be a rich vampire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would probably sell a hundred yeah, times yeah, more yeah. than than the book that I actually came up with. Warren Buffett, Vampire how to Investor. Li- <laughs> how to live like a vampire for the short time on Earth. I don't know. Could happen. Well, okay, well, I'm going to... That's... I'm, it was good I, stuff. I feel like it was good stuff. And now that I know that your podcast is over, you could be on my podcast all the time. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Now I'll show you some kettlebell stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, awesome. Ah, uh, did I get shown some kettlebell stuff by John Heffron? Yes, I did. Yes, I did, listeners. I know that you're curious, and I'm not going to leave you hanging for all that time. Uh, we, I had safe to say that I cranked it up then later on my workout. I, I didn't do the treadmill, but I did. Too, I did. He showed me a couple of uh, kettlebell tricks, and uh, yeah, that was a nice time. Thank you, John Heffron, for coming to visit me on my show in my in my little uh, tiny basement office room. Uh, yeah, this is getting to be a place where people come and see the sights and smell the smells. There are some smells in here. It does get a little mildewy from time to time. Uh, but it's cleared out. After my trip to New Zealand, it was sealed in here for a little while, and, it, and, and there's a moisture factor that requires ventilating. 
Anyway, the potatorium is back to uh, back to its usual kind of delightful odor of. <laughs> Of me, my guy. I mean, I guess it smells like me. I can only imagine. I haven't had any complaints. Anyway, thank you for listening. That's episode fifty-four. A little bit longer this week. Sometimes they're a little longer. Sometimes they're a little, they're a little bit shorter. Hmm. That's like us, all of us people. Sometimes we're big. Sometimes we're small. But we're all awesome. And I can't wait to see you, big or small, at uh, the comedy club coming up soon. Come see me. Come see John Heffron. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, here's a little something that you can do this week. I just thought of this one. So it's, this is an added thing that you could do. If you're kissing anyone this week, take a little extra time to see if you can figure out if they're Jesus. And then tell them that that's what you're doing. And then report back to me what happens after that. Because I'm curious. I'm going to try it on my wife when she gets old. <laughs>